Why don't you just back the fuck up, man? To this place? What is that shit? Okay, right now, all over this great nation of ours, 100,000 white people from the suburbs are cruising around downtown, asking every black person they see, you got any drugs? You want to score some drugs? Think about the effect that that has on the psyche of a black person, on their possibilities. I... God, I guarantee you, you bring 100,000 black people into your neighborhood, into fucking Indian Hill, and they're asking every white person they see, you got any drugs? You know where I can score some drugs? Within a day, everyone will be selling. Your friends, your kids, here's why. It's an unbeatable market force, man. It's a 300% markup value. You can go out on the street and make $500 in two hours, come back and do whatever you want to do with the rest of your day. And I'm sorry, you're telling me that you're telling me that white people still going to law school? You know, you slide out and you slide in with graceful shadows. You know, you slide out and you slide in with graceful shadows. there um, howdy oh jesus christ you guys oh i've uh i've come to the realization that i vape way too much and uh i'm heavily over caffeinated right now and over overly Nicotinified. I'm overly Andre Nicotinified. <laughs> you guys don't know who Andre Nicotina is? Well, I feel like Andre Nicotina because I have ingested way too much nicotine via this vape. And then I just vape some more. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I guess it's because I vape every at the beginning of every episode, but uh, I did too much, and now I feel antsy and jittery, and I ugh, it's and a little nauseous. But um, hey, you know sometimes we overdo it, and I guess we need to you know learn our lesson our our lesson from next time. How's it going, you guys? Um. I mean, I don't know what I don't have much to say. Basically, I'm up here back in the studio on a weekend pass from inpatient, and uh, I have been trying to knock out as many episodes as possible so that when I return to rehab, uh, you all get weekly content until the next time I um, can go on my next weekend pass. Basically, this 12-month program is, is divided into four phases, so I guess, what, every three, four months I go into another phase, roughly. And the way it goes is in phase one, I get one weekend pass. Phase two, I get two. Phase three, three. Phase four, four. So, you know, every time I phase up, I'll get an extra pass. And um, I guess that's my plan is to, you know, come up here and and knock out as many as possible. But, uh it's a little exhausting, <laughs> to say the least. But um, I kind of had a, a recording for this specific episode 
already cooked in the books, so to speak. But uh, upon, you know, uh, mix downs, I listened to it and uh, it wasn't that good. <laughs> it, was, it was a little cringy. I think I was completely loaded when um, I recorded it. And so it's a little embarrassing. So I, I scrapped it. <laughs> And maybe some of you out there are saying, ugh, why, why would you do that? I want to hear you at your worst. And maybe one day you will. I didn't scrap it completely. It's in the vaults. And maybe I'll chop it up for a blooper episode or I, I don't know. But for now, it's, you don't get it. You don't get to hear it uh, because, I, in my opinion, it sounds god-awful. <laughs> and so, that's that. But, um... The subject matter was pertaining to our first um, email. Uh, Troy, shout outs. I know I've been shouting you out multiple times and saying I was going to get around to reading your email and, and uh, I didn't necessarily flake out. I, was, I lagged. I'm a lagger, a, a jagger, and, a, and a, a backstabber. So I'm sorry. But I am going to get into it now. You know, maybe... Uh, you know, I went on a crazy rant when I read it the first time and about the government and, you know, <laughs> the privatized prison industrial complex and, and, uh, the way our, our, our American government and society treats addicts. And I, I think it was just a little, a little much. I was at, I was at a nine or a 10 and I need to be at a, maybe a four or five at the most, uh, when I read your email, so I have it printed out here on both sides, uh, and I'm going, you know, I, I honestly think my views on it and what you're talking about, Troy, have uh, not vastly changed, but I've kind of changed my perception on the subject matter you entail in this email, so I'm just going to get right into it. Ooh, if uh, I can handle this this nicotine caffeine co uh, cocktail, I've I've self induced myself into feeling it's a little it's a little much. But here, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> even though I shouldn't do this, I'm gonna vape one more time while I read this email. So pardon me. Ooh, that was, ooh, I need to, I have no self-control. <laughs> ugh, ugh, I shouldn't have hit that. <laughs> okay, so here, here's the email. Um, Troy writes, and this is our first email, by the way, ever. So thank you, Troy. Um, and to everyone listening, you know, uh, I always tell you all my our email which is nod squad podcast at gmail.com and you know i was expecting a little more traffic in our little email uh section but um that's okay uh i'll only guilt trip you a little bit about it out there but if you're listening right now and you're thinking i'm not gonna send an email well you know what you should and here's why uh, it's the best way to get a hold of me while I'm in at inpatient because I'm not allowed a phone. 
and I tried to smuggle a phone in and was successful about three weeks, and then they caught me and took it away, and now I can't do that. So, you know, if you want to reach out and contact me, you can always go on uh, Facebook and message me on the Nod Squad page or my personal Brian Unc Albert page. <laughs> Obviously, Unc Albert is not my real, you know, birth name, um, but I cloak my true identity in secrecy uh, for the safety of myself and the safety of society. So, you know, you can message us there. I oversee the Twitter account. You could message us on Twitter. I mean, Marcus is overseeing our, our Instagram page. And uh, to everyone out there in Instagram land, uh, I know sometimes here and there I was able to reply to messages, but being without a phone, I can't do that anymore. So you get to talk to Marcus, and uh, and uh, hopefully you don't get inundated with spam uh, because of Marcus's spam bots. And uh, I mean, that's out of my control. It's out of my hands. You know, I am only able to, there's only one of me right now. Uh, Ryan is MIA, and uh, we have a whole episode, uh, you know, approaching that will go into great lengths uh, in detail about why he is um, away on a sabbatical right now. (sighs) Anyway, here is the email. Troy writes, I was Dopey's first fan email. Uh, Hey, Brian. First, let me start off by saying that I really enjoy the podcast. It's a weird coincidence that I stumbled upon your podcast early on because that's exactly what happened with Dopey. I was looking for a podcast that was about using drugs, but with the vibe of being around other users and just bullshitting. The end of episode three is exactly what I'm talking about. When he's talking about picking up chicks unsuccessfully at the bar so he burns down a house and robs a porn shop on meth. <laughs> that shit is gold. And, um, you know, I just want to clarify. Uh, it was it was a, in, a, in an abandoned house. It was not even a squat house. It was an abandoned. So no one was harmed in that, in that tale of debauchery. So, you know, if you're out there judging me with your judgmental eyes and ears, look, look, no one was harmed. And, and that's that. <laughs> it's like the stories you share with your bunkies in jail. So here's my predicament. I understand you're in recovery and trying to get sober, and that's great. But you started off the first couple of episodes solid, and then now it's like the podcast is another dopey. Ooh. Ooh. Ouch. You know, Troy, you just, you know... You stabbed my heart with a cold and icicle by saying that. How how dare you? Oh my god. Why make another podcast about recovery? No one's looking for another recovery podcast. Don't worry about triggering people like FFS. Oh, for, like for fuck's sake. Who cares about what other people think about you? If someone is going to listen to drug stories, the stories aren't what triggered them. They were already triggered because if they decide to use because of a story, then they shouldn't be listening to fucking stories. You know what? Thank you, Troy. I, and, and, uh, 
and partially agree with that statement, you know. Um, uh, but I'll, I'll get into that at the end. Um, <laughs> that was directed towards this hypothetical relapser, for the record. <laughs> I have nothing but respect and admiration for what you do. Those mixes at the beginning of the episodes are fuego flame fire emojis. <laughs> It will suck if you're unable to make a raw podcast of drug stories because once again I got excited only to once again listen to the host become self-conscious of who they might upset and then now it's a recovery podcast. I'm a high-functioning daily IV meth user and I want to hear about other people using so I don't feel like I'm the only person, only person having fun on drugs. Why is it bad to positively reminisce about a time using, or using at the moment? Sorry if this seems mean, I meant for it to reassure you that people do want the quote-unquote triggering stories and fuck feelings. Stay up, Troy. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much, Troy. I appreciate the feedback. And, um, and no, I don't... I don't, I'm not offended by, by your, by your opinion on, on Nod Squad. Um, and I just want to clarify, uh, I'm in, in no way trying to make this a recovery podcast. I think there's plenty of recovery podcasts out there. And for those who, who are seeking that, by all means, um, go check those out. They're, they're very insightful and educational on how to handle triggers and cravings and, you know, step seven and step whatever, you know, and, and for anyone looking for that, it's out there. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know, like, you know, when we started this whole podcast, we, um, we didn't have any set goals or plans for, what it would eventually become. We, you know, Ryan and I were just basically attempting to document our, our lives as addicts and tell our tales. And, and that was that. So, um, that has always been our main goal and intention is just to tell some crazy fucking stories, maybe have some friends on and have them tell their stories. And, and I think so far we've done a semi good job of doing that. Uh, I will say we always try to walk a, a narrow line and not be either too triggering or nor too preachy in recovery. Cause I don't think, you know, um, I saw what happened with, with, uh, the fan base of dopey and they've kind of, and this is nothing against the fans of the dopey nation. I love the dopey nation, but I, I think they've kind of, uh, sectioned off informed little, uh, groups where some people that listen to Dopey are in recovery and they don't mind uh, episodes that are more recovery based. And then there's some fans of the Dopey Nation that are, are strictly uh, still active in their drug use. And then there's some kind of in between falling in and out of relapse, struggling and, and wanting to get out of it, but maybe can't. Um, so I think they've kind of uh, broke off into two separate uh, fact factions where, you know, some people don't want to be triggered and some people want to be triggered or are not triggered by stories. And, um, 
so that makes it, you know, and if that is ever happening to the listeners of Nod Squad, our, our brethren and sestren, you know, um, I, I know I can't please everybody, but I try to make uh, this, the content uh, herein um, to kind of uh, appease both sides. You know, I, I you know, I, I don't think preaching recovery is going to help someone stay clean. They have to make that decision for themselves, you know, and um I don't ever want someone to at the same time listen to what we do or listen to our stories or maybe listen to uh, a guest who is actively using or under the influence and then have to turn it turn off the podcast because they're triggered. So, um, you know, rest assured, Troy, I, uh, I'm trying to, I don't know, I'm trying to um, keep Nod Squad from becoming like recovery-themed um, even though I'm in recovery and I'm staying at inpatient, you know, I kind of, instead of just being like, oh, this is what I learned about, you know, like when I did my, my step four or inventory, like, I mean, I do that a little bit because maybe it might be interesting to some people, but if for the most part, I just document and detail all the crazy shit that happens to uh, me while I'm in undergoing inpatient and this whole 12 month program. So, um, you know, you can rest assured that, uh, I'm doing my very best not to, uh, not to, to switch it up on you or, or make this, uh, something different than what it has, um, grown into. I, I still have a lot of stories to tell. I still have friends with lots of stories to tell. Uh, we have a, sh- like, we have a shit ton of older recordings that I need to get through, and, you know, to be perfectly honest, I'm actively using while recording. I mean, not just under the influence. I'm like actively cooking up shots and slamming dope while I'm doing a phone interview or, or you know, like just, oh, it's pretty bad. And so it, I have to go back and li- re-listen to them and see if, the, if that's... Uh, safe to upload or, or I may have to heavily censor them out. I don't know. Uh, I just don't know. I mean, I'll make that decision or I'll, I'll, I'll bake that cookie when, when it crumbles, (laughs) you know, or whatever the fuck. I don't, I don't think that, is that even an expression? Well, it is now, but, uh, yeah, Troy, um, you know, uh, I, 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 I completely understand your concerns and uh, hopefully you still are listening and hopefully I don't disappoint. Um, and you know, the feedback I have gotten is, uh, is all is 99.9% positive. And, uh, I, I respect your constructive criticism if, uh, you know, so, um, that thank you for that and anyone out there who wants to email us with some feedback I would love it you know it's letters like this and the messages that I get that uh, fuel my motivation to keep this thing alive and and the ball rolling and keep putting out content for you all so um I get it you know uh I had written him back and he had replied with a a pretty awesome story, so I'm gonna just jump right into it. I wrote, when did I write this? Ooh, 
Sunday, March 10th. Holy fuck, that was a while ago. Troy, I'm my bad on taking this long to, to get to reading this. I mean, you know, I was I was so shot out in a hot mess uh, either during this time or after this time and trying to get my shit together and then, you know, going to inpatient and the strict regimen of rules that they entail. I was not able to get around to reading this, but I'm doing it now, so... I'll shoot you an email and let you know I, I read your email. Um, hopefully you're still out there listening um, <laughs> or, or checking your email. But uh, let's see. I write, Troy, thank you so much for the feedback. It means literally everything to me to hear what you think of what started out a silly idea between my best friend I originally met in jail. Sorry for the late reply. I want to be able to fully respond to everything you wrote about in this email because I agree with so much of the things you say in this. I actually would also really enjoy it if I could read this live on the podcast and respond to it free-flowing and verbally to speak my mind on the fly about all of this, but I will wait to hear back from you for your approval. I'm wrapping up a few things I'm unfortunately needing to finish in front of me today, but I'm going to write you a more detailed letter about all these topics you discuss because I absolutely love this entire struggle between my concerns of staying on a narrow path of not being too preachy with my recovery, but at the same time not too triggering or being so raw. It's quite a challenge. Maybe I'll record an audio file and attach it to the following email I send you. Really, brother, this was some of the best constructive criticism I've gotten from anyone, and thank you for the kind words. They are the fuel that drives me to continue making content for anyone who enjoys what we do here. Also, thank you for feedback on the mashup intros I make at the beginning, slash sometimes ending of each episode. I really enjoy making them, and I really think that they create a unique aesthetic for a non-squad to stand out as something unique real and raw super excited to really dig deeper about this topic to you and again thank you so much for the email i really appreciate appreciate every bit of your letter promise i will get back to you today peace love and all the above unk with a devil horn hand symbol emoji icon at the end and i mean um I don't know, you guys, like, I basically, I I like the, don't get me wrong, I love the raw content, people, like, shooting up while I'm interviewing them, like, that's pretty, I mean, I don't condone drug use, kids, like, if you're out there and you're listening, I don't condone the, the use and abuse of drugs, uh, but I know that, you know, whether I tell, you know, the youth of America, or the world, for that matter, to not do drugs, it's just as, it's like, dude, you, uh, they're, kids are going to make up their own mind whether they're going to you, try drugs or not. And, you know, hopefully someone, you know, listening hears my story and they're like, wow, look, and Unk is, got shot out and his life was spiraling out of control. So I don't think I want to try drugs because, I mean, towards the end, uh, my life was completely unmanageable and spiraling out of control. And, uh, but I mean, if you listen to the early episodes, like you, you, first of all, you'll probably hear from the sound of my voice that I was under the influence on some of them. I think the first few episodes, I was probably high, <laughs> you know, even if I wasn't honest about it and I, my apologies for that, I still was facing a lot of shame and guilt for what I was, 
you know, putting myself and my loved ones through, but, um, Hey, you know, what can I say? I'm clean now. And I, I honestly think that as you get through each episode, you kind of can see my progress into, um, being a better person. And also I think the quality of, of each episode is drastically improved since I've gotten clean. And that's not to say people can't do great creative things while on drugs. Just for me and my personal experience, they were they were not the best. And I think lately they and especially from the feedback I've gotten, they've improved a lot. Uh so uh what can I say? You know, um I uh and, and you know, that's not to say I didn't have a lot of fun and good times on drugs. I did have a lot of fun, uh, you know, at, at, at the beginning when I was doing drugs, but, uh, towards the end, I was never to able to get that, that, that kind of experience back. It was always going back to a bad place. And, uh, and I mean, obviously I wish it wasn't like that. I wish people could do drugs and not, and not, um, ruin their life or lives, uh, from it. But that, uh, that's the sad reality of the, of the world we face today, you know? So it's like, I'm not going to ever say something like, Oh, you know, my best, my, my, uh, worst day sober. It was, is better, still better than my uh, best day using. Cause I mean, I had some, I had some good times using, you know, it's just, I was never, you know, during my last few relapses, I was never able to reclaim those glory days of when I first started experimenting as a young youthful teenager. I know this face will fool you into thinking I'm, you know, at least a decade younger than I am. <laughs> but hey, uh, I'm an old man. <laughs> Very old. I just ordered my life alert and it should be getting in the mail shortly. <laughs> anyway, um, and it's like, I know it sounds super fucking cliche and you'd hear it in meetings or something. But, you know, at first it was fun, then it became fun with problems, and then it just became problematic, you know? So, I hate cliche statements like that, you know? Like, oh, you know, you know what cliche statement I hate the most is in me- well, here in meetings? I don't even hear it in meetings. I hear it in, like, TV shows and movies depicting meetings. Like, oh, man, my addiction's out there waiting for me in the parking lot doing push-ups. I was just like... I don't even do push-ups, okay? So if that's the case, I'm fucked. <laughs> I need to start doing push-ups. Anyway, uh, Troy replies with, <laughs> Well, I guess it's my turn to say sorry for the late reply, LOL. But yeah, you have my permission to share any and all things I talk about in these emails. And I have some decent stories if you're interested. I got old stories and some that are super recent, like the other day, I won like three jackpots at the casino, then fell asleep driving home and crashed into a parked car, so I parked my car a block over and passed out. (laughs) Oh my. In the morning, I woke up and started walking to the nearest used car lot and bought a truck. Then the lady whose car I hit calls me and is blown away by my honesty and I explain that I don't have insurance but I'll pay for whatever repairs. 
I just end up buying the car off her, and so now I'm about 40 miles from my house with three cars, and two of them shouldn't be driven because the control arms are broken on both of them. (laughs) And I'm back to zero, (laughs) laughing out loud. So I look at how lucky I was to have only hit a parked car and not a person or something, and that I won the exact amount of money that I would have to pay to fix my latest fuck-up. Sorry for that ramble. Once I start started, I figured I'd just tell the rest. But yeah, it's crazy that you were based near Pismo and shit. I had family in Santa Maria, lol, and I'm from Orange slash Santa Ana, but now I live way in the fuck up near Seattle, Washington. Anyways, I look forward to anything I hear back. I need to set my notica- notifications for so I can keep up on this shit. So let, and then he writes, uh, so let me put this disclaimer on here real quick. I did a shot two hours ago, but it feels like it was maybe 10 to 15 minutes ago tops. (laughs) So I'm scatterbrained to all fuck. And if this email is cringy and incoherent, I'm sorry. And hopefully you will bear with me. My latest tweaker word is distractical course, distraction plus obstacle course. (laughs) (laughs) because I swear I try to get something simple done and before I know it my hands are full of random shit I'm doing something pointless and dancing around because I'm about to piss my pants but won't just set everything down to go piss ha 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 life's a distractional course (laughs) distractional course I love that I'm stealing that word Troy life is a distractional course or wait, is it? Yeah, dist- oh no, a distractical course. And you know what? When I would do meth, I would do the exact same thing. I thought I was damn productive, and then I'm out there, you know, <laughs> doing something for twelve hours, and I get sidetracked, and and then I got nothing done because I spread myself out too thin. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Thank you for the email, Troy. Thank you for the story, and thank you for letting me. Uh, respond to it on the airwaves and um, give uh, my two cents on it. And, you know, hopefully, you know, with some of these episodes, you will still uh, feel that I'm not, you know, delving into this like preachy recovery kind of podcast because I don't want it. I don't want nods. I mean, with a name like Nod Squad, how, how could I how could I do that? You know, and, and you know, I don't want to be another dopey clone. Uh I feel that Dopey has evolved into something much bigger than it once was, and, and, and Dave has done amazing, amazing fucking things with that podcast. I think they just hit over 2 million downloads, so fucking, let's give them a round of applause. Yes, good job on you, Dave, and not only just for what he's done with the, the podcast, he's paved the fucking way for drug-themed uh, podcasts, and now there's, we've kind of... Uh, uh, sectioned off into many, there are many great uh, drug-themed uh, podcasts out there. I mean, there's uh, there's Church and Other Drugs, and that's uh, amazing. There's a Bob Forrest's Don't Die podcast. There's um, my friend who has the Thoughts of a Relapsing Drug Addict. Uh, there's Psychotropic, um, which... Uh, 
I think next week I, I, I'm going to air my interview with uh, Philip from Psychotropic and, you know, check out um, his podcast, Psychotropic, because in a few weeks I will be, I, I did a, we did uh, two interviews, one where I interview him, one where he interviews me, and uh, his episode with me should be on in the next coming weeks. And I'll announce it when it's released. And uh, it it went amazing. He's uh, he's incredibly intellectual and articulate, and he he really has a great uh, viewpoint and perspective on on you know the drug war uh, you know just drugs in society as a whole. Um, but with that, I think I should hit you guys with a story um, because you know I can't. I can't not hit you with a story. Uh, so, hold on. Let me think of one real quick. Ooh. God, why do I keep vaping? This is not good. Oh. Okay, so... I had been meaning to tell you my 4th of July story where I blow up someone's mailbox with a homemade bomb we made out of... <laughs> Piccolo Pete fireworks and stuff, but uh, uh, should I tell that one right now? I think I'll wait. Should I wait? Hmm. No, I think I'll tell the 4th of July story now, and hopefully it'll make this a full episode, because it's only like 30 minutes. So, back when I was a rambunctious young teenager, I used to sell a lot of pot, you know, it was still illegal, and uh, all my friends sold pot too, and we would just, you know, hang around in our friend Vinny Hanna's uh, garage, and we would just sit in the garage and smoke weed and sometimes partake in other drugs, like cocaine or pills or ecstasy or what, whatever. We, we did everything. Uh, I did everything except heroin at the time, and uh, even sometimes did a little methamphetamine, but uh, hid that from everyone else, but... Um, so we'd, we'd hang around and we'd be selling weed and going through text on our Nokia brick and then we'd take off, sell a few sacks of weed and come back and hang out. It was like a little little work, you know, it was like a little work, a little staff office. <coughs> the garage was like a staff office. We'd sit in a circle and smoke weed and then we'd go out and sell a sack and come back and, and whatnot. And, uh, and uh, we had a, a mutual friend slash customer who we'll call him Ken Kniff from Connecticut. <laughs> He's not really from Connecticut, but that's his, his, his nickname was Ken Kniff. And uh, Ken Kniff was weird. He was a little slow, uh, um, more than a little slow. And he, he was just weird. He was, oh, Jesus Christ. What was that? Um, he was slow. He he was stingy, you know, we, he'd ask for a, like a 20 bag or a, of, of weed. And then he would do, he, we, we would approach him and we'd be like, Oh, you know, he, we'd be like, give give us the money. And he'd have like a Ziploc baggie full of pennies and quarters and be like, here, I counted it all out. It's all there. And I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not fucking Washington Mutual or Rabobank or Bank of America. I don't take change and, and, and dice out paper bills. I want fucking, I want paper money. What the fuck is this? What am I going to do with this shit? And then we would, so he was a real pain in our ass. 
<laughs> and uh, and that sucked, but uh, it is what it is. So basically, uh, my our friend Jaywack, uh, he lived right down the street from Ken Kniff, and you know they were childhood friends. But then as we had uh, matured <laughs> throughout our teens. Josh and all the rest of my friends took a real disliking and displeasure to Ken Kniff. I remember one time <laughs> Jaywack was hanging out with Ken Kniff and they were drinking like just shit alcohol. I think it was Everclear, which is just disgusting. And uh, Jaywack uh, convinced Ken Kniff to uh, um, convinced him to jump on his roof. Or, or something like we were watching a lot of Dragon Ball Z at the time, and he, he was like all drunk. And Jaywack's like, "You should try and turn Super Saiyan." <laughs> if you don't know what Super Saiyan means, and then watch Dragon Ball Z. But he jumps on the roof and he tries to power up his fucking <laughs> energy levels, and he's like, "Ah, ah!" <laughs> so stupid. And he's like, "Ah!" And he finally powers up and reaches Super Saiyan level one. He, he literally is so drunk, he thinks he's a Super Saiyan, and he jumps off his roof <laughs> trying to fly and breaks his arm. <laughs> Which I was like, wow, I wish I could have witnessed that. But I think there was a falling out, and uh, J-Wack had grown to uh, despise Ken Kniff. I think he had, he had fronted him some weed, and, and he had never paid it back. And, you know, Ken Kniff had a, a brother named Keith who was... A little, little, a little brighter than than Ken Kniff, but uh, he was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, he doesn't. Have, he quit his job at Taco Bell, and uh, he's. I don't think he's planning on paying you back. Even even if he wanted to pay you back, he's uh, has has neither the funds nor the or the skill sets to uh, get a job and pay you back. So, Jaywax pissed. And uh, and he wants to get back at him, and he lives right down the street from from Ken Kniff. So it's Fourth of July, and uh, basically, <laughs> God, this is so bad. Basically, we we had acquired all these uh, fireworks and firecrackers. We had acquired legal and illegal fireworks. Mainly, you know, uh, we had a bunch of mortars and uh, and blood. You know, M80s, cherry bombs, and uh, we had Piccolo Pete's and like Mad Dogs, and like we had all these fucking fireworks. We had a, we had a shit ton of them, and um, so <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the whole Fourth of July weekend, we were going around like throwing mortars and and porta potties and blowing them up or you know, tipping them over. We 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 were pretty fucked up. <laughs> My apologies to the construction workers who had to clean up our, our dismay and destruction. But, um, we, <laughs> this is so bad. We drive up, you know, we, we get in my car and we're like, we're going to, uh, Jay Wax, like, I'm going to fucking throw this mortar at Ken Kniff's house. Because <laughs> normally you put a mortar in a tube and it launches out. But, so what does Jay Wax do? He... <laughs> He lights this mortar, and it's got a really long fuse in his hand. I'm like, dude, you better throw that thing pretty soon, or it's gonna you're gonna blow your fucking hand off. <laughs> and uh, you know, the, the last minute, he fucking throws this fucking mortar at Ken Kniff's house like it's a hand grenade. 
And, oh my God, those things are meant to explode in the air, but it exploded right in front of his bedroom window. <laughs> and it, I think it even blew out his, his fucking window. It was just the biggest fucking explosion ever. And it was just like... <laughs> and, you know, we had parked down the street and, like, snuck up to the, like... Because he lived kind of on a hill, so we're on the road... And he threw it at it and it exploded and we're, we're running back to my car. And, you know, it, there's a bunch of dry shrub <laughs> near his house. So there's all these little fires everywhere. <laughs> there's all these little fires around his house. And it's dark. This is nighttime. <laughs> and I, I, I couldn't see very well. I'm pretty sure it was a broken out window. And as we're, <laughs> as we're uh, running back to my, all right, my car, the getaway car, and we can see like a black, dark, shadowy figure in front of the window, and we just hear him go, "Fuck you!" <laughs> oh, that was so bad. Wow, I was an asshole. We were assholes. I still kind of am an asshole, but at least I'm self-aware. Oh, but it gets worse. So the next day, uh, <laughs> the next day, uh, Jaywax not satisfied. He was like. We still have a shit ton of fireworks. I mean, I think we had expunged all the illegal ones. And now we're at Vinihana's house, and we have all these paper plates, and we're literally carving out the gunpowder from Piccolo Pete's and all, all, uh, and all these other different fireworks. And each firework has a different paper plate. So there's all these different colored gunpowders, like the Piccolo Pete-dusted uh, gunpowder is like just a, this crazy gray. And then there's some gunpowder that's all black. And the Mad Dog uh, ones had all these uh, compressed pellet gunpowder things in them. And we mix all this gunpowder together and we put it in a, we put it in a water bottle, like a regular sized water bottle. And uh, we, uh, we poke a hole in it and we, we pull out a fuse and we just stick the fuse in the bottom of this water bottle. I mean, we had no uh, knowledge or, or experience with how to make a homemade bomb, but we were just hoping that it would work. And, oh, my God, we packed that thing with gunpowder. I mean, not all, not all the way full, but pretty fucking full. And so what do we do? Um, we get into my car yet again, and we head down to Ken Kniff's house, which is on a back road. So it's like kind of a... A foresty back road and and our friend Elliot follows behind us in his like blue Ford Taurus and I had my green Mazda 626 and we end up pulling up right alongside his mailbox which is at the bottom of a hill and he has a kind of long driveway that you know goes up to his house and I forget who lit the fucking thing I, I don't think Josh did I think Vinny Hanna is in the back seat and he rolls the window down and he opens up this mailbox. It, this mailbox is filled with fucking mail. I don't know why, if they had a big post shipment coming, but it, it or they just don't check their mail often, but this mailbox is full of fucking mail. God knows what kind of mail. And he sticks the, he sticks our homemade bomb in this fucking mailbox and lights the fuse. And it's a short fuse. It's only like an inch and a half, two inches long. And as soon as he lights it, he's like, go, go, go. And we peel out of there. We peel out. And I look, uh, and then Elliot is like riding my ass behind me because he wants to be nowhere near this mailbox. And I look in my rear view mirror 
and it just <laughs> I watch this mailbox just go like oh my god the oh my god the mailbox explodes like and it's loud it's just like oh my god the mailbox it exploded so well like the pole that the mailbox was on it, it disappeared like i think it blew over like there was just no mailbox after that and all this I, it was almost like all the mail like turned into confetti in the air, and we were like, "Holy shit, we fucked up that mailbox!" Like we were so proud of ourselves for, you know, successfully making a homemade bomb. Like we'd never done that shit before. And then we drive up to to Jaywax house to celebrate and smoke a blunt. <laughs> and yeah. uh, what ends up happening is Ken Kniff's mother. <laughs> Because he lives with his parents. His mother calls J-Wax's mother. And she's like. Your son blew up our mailbox. And I am so mad at you. I am so mad. How could you. How, who raises their son to do such a thing? Oh my god. <laughs> they call the police. And file a police report. And uh, they they give a description of my car. Which would. I, I don't know if Ken Kniff's mother is colorblind or something. But. Because I had a green Mazda sixty, green Mazda six two six, a nineteen ninety four, one, and it, and she, she gave the description as my, my car being like some completely other car. Oh, you know what? Elliot was driving a a white uh, Beetle or a white Bug, VW Bug, but she described my car as a blue Ford Taurus, and then she got elliot's car's description completely right and it was a white faded vw bug and then elliot was all fucking paranoid like what the fuck man i didn't even do anything i don't want to get i don't want to get in trouble and uh but you know uh the police never showed up to the house to to question it uh, they probably thought it was damn hilarious and thought yo kids will be kids and uh, we never got in trouble so it ended on a happy note <laughs> We threw a Jaywack threw a mortar at his house, blew out the window, and then the very next day we we blew up their mailbox, and we were never we didn't blow our hand off, thank fuck, and that's uh, that's the story, and I'm uh, sticking to it. So with that, thank you again for the email, Troy. I my apologies for taking this fucking long to get to the email. Uh, you know, uh, I. But here, here it is now, and uh, hopefully you're listening, and, you know, I can try and appease. I know I can't please everybody, but I try, I try to do what I can. With that, I gotta go, you guys. I gotta, I gotta mix, do mix downs on some other episodes before I have to head back uh, to rehab, and, uh, you know, I'm gonna bring a lot of offensive shirts back down. I have, I have my... Trump blowing his brains out with the handgun t-shirt on right now and, I, and I'm pretty proud of it, you know and it's not to say I, I was a Hillary supporter, I despise Hillary uh, she's horrible, but Trump is pretty fucking, he's quite the imbecile as well I, I mean, to anyone out there listening in the political spectrum, I try not to get too political because I hate all politicians I think they're all part of the Illuminati, and they all 
you know, wear goats' heads and, and dance in a circle around a pentagram secretly. <laughs> That's my conspiracy theory, you know? Uh, so just because I have a, a t-shirt of Trump blowing his brains out with his ear flying off and brain matter everywhere, I don't think I support any other politician. I pretty much hate all politicians. Even the politicians I like, I think they're corrupt and shady as fuck, and they probably got dirt on them. All these fucking politicians have dirt on them. And if you're a politician listening, thank you for listening to my podcast, but you know, you know, my third eye is woke, and I see your fucking pyramid out there, your pyramid scheme, so don't, you know, I'm not going to expose you, don't worry, I don't want to get fucking assassinated, uh, you know, I'll let you do what you do, but I'm watching, and, you know, you can, you can, you can make me a, a misinformationist like Alex Jones, because fuck Alex Jones too, that guy is fucking weird, dude, fuck all those people. <laughs> With that, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I love you guys. Send us an email. Go, you know, go to our Podbean and click the heart like icon. Comment on the you know, on the Podbean page. Give us an iTunes review. Uh, email me saying you want to write me a letter, and you know, hand write me a letter and mail it to my inpatient. I'll give you the address. With that, I gotta go. I love you guys. Stay safe. Stay strong. And always peace, love, and all the above. <laughs>